0: Central. How you doing? This is Dusty Rhodes and welcome to Tech Radio. For 10 years, the number one Irish tech podcast bringing you the latest in tech from around Ireland and across the world. Remember, as well as our show on air with RTE and online via the website or your favourite podcasting app. We're on Spotify, we're on TuneIn, we're on iTunes, whatever. Uh, we also keep you bang up to date on all things tech every day with hourly updates and daily newsletters, which you can grab for free at techcentral.ie. Joining me as always is our Tech Central Editor-in-Chief, uh, Niall Kitson. And not whoa, what a busy week. Um, with all of the, the flaff and kafafel about Apple, people may have missed the Huawei announcement, which is an amazing phone. We'll talk about that. Also, the EU have been making headlines uh, this weekend for one, not one, but two reasons, which both will have major, major effects on our lives. Uh, but first, let's start with the Apple conference, because just before we came on air, you thought it was quite
1: dull, and I thought it was quite interesting. Yeah, what what a reversal of fortunes. And um, I wasn't, we talked about last week what we were expecting to happen, and I'm happy to report that what I expected didn't happen, um, to a certain extent. Um, and I guess you are more satisfied with that than I am, because what we got was not so much we're going to enter this space and we're going to do X, Y, Z, it's more okay, you know, this stuff is out there and they're not admitting that it's out there, but they're giving it the Apple spin. They're doing the the Apple way of presenting something. And for me, that gave, especially when it came down to the original content they were talking about with Apple TV Plus, it just has this very anodyne, very sanitized kind of sense to it. There isn't the HBO you know, we're a network for grown-ups, you're going to get grown-up content. There isn't the AMC you know, we're going to try prestige programming, this is it. This is very much, we're Apple, and this is how we imagine television can be.
0: Okay, so so now, before before you completely lose me, all right, uh, I believe what you're saying is that uh, they told you everything you were expecting about the, the new hardware and whatever, and then when it came to the actual conference, uh, you were expecting an announcement about TV, and it just wasn't exciting, they just did it the Apple way.
1: Yeah, basically. Yeah, okay. that's, that's just when it comes to TV, yeah. <laughs> okay, great. I thought
0: uh, the, the whole Apple conference for me, uh, I thought it was because you're right, we had all of the, the hardware announcements last week. So on uh, uh, this week, it was more services. And what I thought was really interesting about the uh, the announcement, was not so much the announcement itself or what they announced, but just the direction that they're going in.
1: Yeah, I think I think that you're focusing on the services really is is the key to the whole thing. I mean, I, yeah, I was zeroing in on Apple TV Plus. Perhaps yep. uh, the unfairly because it doesn't represent the the thing as a whole, but I think as um, uh, as a microcosm of where the event in general was going. Um, let, let's let's take mm. them in order anyway. I mean, let let's get Apple TV Plus out of the way. I mean, they they had a lot of um, very familiar faces. They had Spielberg, they had Oprah, mm. they had Steve Carell, and Jennifer Aniston, mm. and Reese Witherspoon talking about their respective projects. Um, yeah, it just seemed very sanitised to me. What did you think?
0: I thought, wake me up when it's over. Um, the, the TV Plus was—I mean, it was fine, but I mean, they, they're waiting at these big stars who don't really say much, and then they don't tell you very much about them, what the Apple TV Plus uh, thing is going to be, or how much it's going to cost, or, or when it's going to start.
1: So that was a recurring theme.
0: <laughs> so they're like, they wheeled out all these things. I could, could, said, could we even class it as an announcement? <laughs>
1: Well that's it that's, they wheeled out all this stuff Exactly that's more said, like
0: me uh, taking someone for a pint like taking you know uh, 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 who, whoever somebody dances above for a pint and going this is my new mm-hmm. uh, famous mate Noel Edmonds <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do with him
1: Yeah Yeah It's like you know it's it's happening in autumn it's going to cost something we can't give you a date. We can't tell you how much. Exactly. It's, it's exactly. happening.
0: Tell, tell me about, so the TV kind of it didn't really excite me. I, I think it's interesting that they are bringing everything in there under one umbrella because at the moment on Apple TV, I believe that you can link to all of these various services, but they're actually going to just integrate it into the Apple TV system. Um, the games side of things is more your uh, end. Were you excited oh. with
1: Apple Arcade? Presentation again. Uh, I mean, just last week we were talking about Google Stadia uh, and how that related to OnLive, which is quite an ambitious project where you're working with third party developers to um, stream what would imagine what one imagines to be console grade games. Um, Apple, of course, are doing it their own way with um, uh, Apple Arcade, which seems to be a, a subscription based repository of iOS games. So you're going to have access to the entire panoply of their own games. So you're not necessarily going going to be getting things from, um, you know, Betsita or anything like that, uh, or Bungie. Um, this is very much going to be a library of games you can already play on your iOS devices. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be portal-based, you know, uh, high-end gaming. That's not, that's not as, what they are doing.
0: As, as, as a person who's into games, are you excited about it?
1: Well... I think it's interesting in that they're not going for the hardcore gaming space. This is, you know, the people that are obsessed with Candy Crush. Um, You know, it's people that like casual games that will dip in and out, that, you know, they'll see Sonic and they go, oh, I played Sonic when I was younger. I'll play that for maybe 15 or 20 minutes. You know, Not necessarily people that Mm. are going to sit down for hours and complete a game, but people that would be playing during their commute just Mm. to... Give their brain something to do. I think that's the that's the spot, and I think that's something that Apple can actually you know do pretty well out of. So, yeah, well, interesting. Then, l- l-
0: let me ask you then, as a professional journalist, uh, what was your impression of News Plus, which was the uh, service from Apple, where they're going to uh, give you access to? A whole bunch of newspapers and magazines. So you've got Vogue, G, uh, GQ are in there, the Wall Street Journal, um, uh, but not the New York Times or the Washington Post. There, uh, strange enough, it's yeah. going to cost a tenner a month.
1: Um, tenner a month.
0: Okay. Just this whole idea of getting all these magazines in a bundle and then, vumph, being able to read them on your iPad. Do you like? No like?
1: Uh, okay. Let's look at it at the surface. If somebody said to you, "You're going to have access to 300 magazines for nine ninety nine a month," sold. Uh, and especially the way they are presented as well like the the live covers and that sort of thing things that I've seen experimented with before but just never rolled out in a sort of a, a mass market kind of way so there will be space for greater experimentation uh, in digital magazines which is a great step forward I'm, I'm very happy for that however how much do I actually read in terms of magazines in a given month right so they're looking at nine ninety nine um per month. I don't know what the revenue share is on uh, is going to be like that, how it's going to be split up. I mean, if is it going to be like a 70/30 arrangement with with apps like, you know, if, depending on how how much how much you have read. I mean, I would read like I read the New Yorker and it takes me a month to get through one issue, let alone four. So, if I was to sit down with my Kindle and decide, okay, on top of my regular reading, I'm going to read at least one magazine to get the value out of this. So nine ninety nine a month. You would want to be reading three to four something, right? But well, before, before, before you
0: ponder the uh, the value of it, do mm. you have Netflix? I do. Yeah, ten a month. All right, there you go, Grant. You you'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think it's interesting uh, how it's going, Uh, but again, it just didn't excite me. Call me old-fashioned. I'm I'm quite comfortable with reading books on a Kindle, Um, but magazines and newspapers, I still like to have the magazine and the newspaper in my hand. Maybe it's just a a
1: generation thing, I'm sure. Here's the thing. You could also go down to the library and read those same magazines for free. Yeah, like anyone ever does that,
0: Niall, but anyways. But, But you could. Yeah, you could Alright, okay um, Okay, so My side of things Is the card I think the card Is the most interesting thing That they uh, uh, That they announced
1: Okay, right. The the card works in an interesting way mm. and it's got an interesting design. So uh, lay it out for us. Okay, so this is
0: this is the Apple's version of a credit card, and it's very Steve Jobsy. Okay, because uh, they say, oh, these cards they look terrible, and they're embossed, and there's numbers on them, and you've got to remember the number on the back and the da da. So we're going to make our card real simple. It's literally just a piece of plastic, Oh, sorry, not excuse me, No, it's a piece of titanium, but of course. Mm. Uh, so it's just titanium and it will literally have your name printed on it and there'll be a chip and that's it. There's no number, there's no uh, CVC number on the back of it, there's no signature, there's no nothing, no codes whatsoever, all right? Um, they're also trying to simplify the whole thing where they say there's no fees uh, for using the card, there's a lower interest, uh, it, they, they've got simple rewards where if you use the card in the real world, so to speak, you get a 1% back on all your purchases. If you use the Apple Pay app on your phone, you get 3 percent back on all your purchases, and it's as simple as that. I think what's interesting uh, and what most people seem to applaud on the on the night was Apple were saying that the card is more private and more secure than your current credit card, because Apple nor the uh, financial services company they're using, which is Mastercard, will have any idea of what you actually bought. All of that information will be kept on your iPhone. <laughs> I hope you never lose your iPhone. (laughs) Um, And and what I think about it, now I have absolutely no interest in getting an Apple card or using an Apple card or doing anything, but I just think it's interesting that all of these things is Apple moving away from hardware and getting into the services industry.
1: Yeah, and I think once you get something like that, replacing something that you use quite regularly in your your life, like, I mean, I use plastic um, every day, just because it's it's more convenient than than mm. cash, if you can you know get Apple to insert themselves into something you regularly do, it's such a wonderful draw back into their ecosystem. You know, it's like oh no, you don't need to worry uh, about managing your money through you know uh, an insecure web portal. We've got a nice secure app on your secure device for for that.
0: I know, but what I think is interesting about the card, I'm trying to think about because there's only one thing that Apple loves, and I'm sorry to say, Niall, no, it's not you as a customer. <laughs> it's, it's not even their own products. It's money. That's all oh, of they course. care about, okay? Um, so you've got your TV subscription. They've got to make the, those programs and do deals and play suppliers. News, they've got to, you know, kind of pay the magazines and they take a cut of it, blah, 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 and so on and so forth. The game's probably the same. The card is really interesting because it means that Apple are going to be taking a percentage of everything you spend. Everything mm-hmm. you spend on that card. And that could be massive for them. Mm. Yeah, so, I think it's just interesting how they're... And then, um, you know, kind of... I, I, I'm i actually giving Apple a little bit of leeway in that I, th- I thought it was interesting. It was just, as you said at the very beginning, we'll wrap up maybe with this um, thought... Apple didn't really make much of the hardware announcements. They seemed to get all of them out of the way last week, and this week it was just all about uh, services. And maybe that's where the and and they're just taking normal every everyday things, news, and a bit of TV and some games and whatever it happens to be. And they're just doing it the Apple way. They've got a billion customers. Well, let's see if we can get a billion of our own people to do things the Apple way. And if they do, they'll do quite nicely it didn't seem like they were out to change the world. They're just looking after their own customers and trying to get a slice of their action.
1: Yeah, well, you know, more power to them for trying.
0: All right. Now, uh, while Apple were going on and on about that, uh, Huawei uh, were in Paris and they were announcing their brand new high-end phone, the P30 Pro. uh, And you may or may not have uh, seen some articles about this during the week uh, because they are pitching it directly against the Samsung S10 Plus.
1: Yeah, what, what a terrible week to be launching a, a new product, you know, with the EU rowing with people and Apple having some fairly interesting things. Um, to be pushing out your, your new flagship phone is, oh, it's, it's, it's unfortunate timing. I mean, Huawei have really established themselves as, pound for pound, if you look at the specs of their products... They're easily on a par with Samsung, maybe even surpassing Samsung, depending on what you want to use your phone for. Um, they, they have a tough time in the States because you can't, they can't sell their products in the States at the moment um, for various reasons. And uh, actually, the States, New Zealand and Australia. And technically, they should be number two in the market. Um, at the moment, they're number three. I guess if you were to include the Chinese market, they're probably number number two, I guess. But um anyway, the point is Huawei, technically superior phones to uh, Samsung, probably knocking on Apple's door. And uh, they've got their two big, big series phones. They've got the Mate and they've got the P-series. And uh, so we've got the P30 uh coming out uh this week just announced and for your troubles the high end version is 799 euro i think let me just double check that, that, that i think that, it's
0: the, the p30 yeah. the p30 is 799 and the p30 pro is 949
1: oh god nice nice money if you can get it you know mm-hmm. but you know, we can talk about the traditional specs all day, but but it gets quite repetitive. What I think is interesting well, uh, about let, let what...
0: Me, let me run through them just in case.
1: Yeah. Because okay. we, do, we do
0: like... A, okay, so it's a 6.47-inch uh, display, which is slightly bigger than the S10. They've done the in-screen p- fingerprint thing, but it's an optical, not uh, um ultrasonic like the Samsung. Uh, they've got a notch. Way! I actually <laughs> think this is the way they should do it. Everybody goes on about the bloody notch at the top of the iPhone, uh, this little thing. They've just done what they call a little water drop notch. So it's literally just a little circle at the very top of the phone where the camera mm. goes, and that's it. And nice. I'm, I'm delighted with that. Screen's a little bigger than the S10, um, but the S10 screen is a little bit better with uh, resolution. It does fast wireless battery charge. Uh, it'll charge other things such as your Bluetooth headphones or other people's phones. Um, here's something interesting. Here's here's two interesting things, and I, I know one you're going to talk about, uh, but one is sound. Hmm. And the first thing I look for on all of these phones is, do they have the three and a half mil jack for your headphones? No, they don't. This is all gone USB, which I'm um, disappointed a little bit. But what's amazing about this phone is it does not have a speaker. That is amazing. And do you know how it makes sound? Go on. They've converted the screen into a speaker.
1: Oh, that's clever.
0: The, the, the actual screen will resonate and make noise. Wow. Now, that is now I've seen this before, and it's actually surprisingly effective. Uh, little sucker things I, I, I got where you would plug, uh, uh, it, it, they were kind of like headphone size things. But when you sucker stuck it to a window, it would then vibrate the window, and it would turn the window into a speaker. And it actually worked surprisingly well. So I think they've done a version of this with the uh, Huawei P30 uh, Pro. Um, but the thing that everybody is talking about with the
1: Huawei is the camera. Is the camera. And this is, this is where I come to liken them a little bit to Panasonic, um, in that Panasonic made waves in cameras before they got into, into anything else, you know. And when you look at a, a Panasonic DSLR, I went and I asked a, an expert about uh, one of their more recent releases. And um He said, yeah, people associate Panasonic with sort of video cameras and that sort of thing. If you are somebody that is into video and wants to get good at being uh, a DSLR person, uh, get a Panasonic because the uh, video capture is going to be some of the best on the market and the stills capture is going to be... It's going to be good, but it's not going to be as good. If you look at Huawei are doing with their phones... They've taken that thing of looking at one of the secondary functions, uh, sort of going, okay. If you want a phone that's you know you know does XYZ pretty well, that's fine. If you want a phone that is the best camera on the market, this is your phone.
0: Now, what I am delighted with Huawei is what they have done because they have you know you can up the specs and you can do this and blah 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 blah. But one of the things that smartphones have not been able to do up to this point is proper zooming in on something. All right, my my wife does this all the time. She'll zoom in on something I go, why would you bother? It's digital zoom, it's rubbish. Your picture's mm. going to look absolutely awful and it does. Um and always the best way the way I do it is I've, I I uh, I zoom in with my feet, meaning that I'll walk closer to whatever it is I'm taking a picture of. <laughs> <laughs> Very simple, all right, but effective. Uh, but that is one of the big problems with smartphones is that if you do want to zoom in on something, you literally, for best quality, you need to walk up and be closer to it. Not always possible. Huawei have completely changed the smartphone camera game with what they've done. Tell us.
1: Yeah, well, they, they've. Is it, this is because they've implemented their, their four-camera system really, isn't it? And they've managed to create a system where they've got five times optical zoom, which is... As uh, yeah, basically your preferred method of uh, getting a better field of vision. Um, yeah, optical zoom. If ever you're in the market for a phone or a camera, that's the that's what you want to be looking out for. Not mm. digital zoom.
0: No, and, and and having optical zoom is just like. I mean, when I read this, I was like they, 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 they walk gay. <laughs> and, and yeah, they walk gay. Um, showing your age there. Uh Five times uh optical zoom. But then of course, when you apply a little bit of digital trickery to that, you can make it up to 10 times zoom. And actually the results are quite surprising. Um But then when you look at 10 times zoom on the, on the Zowie, on the Huawei uh, P30 pro, and compare it to 10 times zoom on the Samsung. I mean, they're worlds apart, worlds, planets apart. Hmm. So I think however they've done that is just like, wow. Is it enough, though, to convince you to go buy a Huawei phone for uh, 950 quid?
1: Uh, okay. Uh, it, it, I'm not an Android guy. So this is, uh, it's the, the fight between the Huawei P30 or the S10. Um out of being a bit of a contrarian, I would probably probably give the Huawei the benefit of the, of the doubt because I think they're fighting harder mm. on the specs front, whereas Samsung have a little bit of brand loyalty cushion there to to be slightly rough around the edges.
0: I think if I was going to buy a phone, I would probably go with the uh, Huawei as well, uh, and probably just for the uh, for for the camera side of things because the S ten can't do that. Otherwise, they're 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 very well matched.
1: Mm. Yeah. And it's, 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 you know, it's funny. These are, we're not interested in uh, phones that actually do, you know, calls very well anymore.
0: What? Not interested. uh, It's it's the other stuff. Are you, are you just saying you can actually make phone calls on a, on a smartphone?
1: I, I I heard tell. You I can dial tell. a number and speak to somebody far away.
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 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 Who to <who'd a> tonk? <laughs> so Huawei. Anyway, very impressive phone. Uh, highly recommended. Uh, just take your 950 quid from your wages there at the end of the month and go off and get yourself one. Um, I should pay for it on your Apple card. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Now, listen, uh, the final big story of the week that we are looking at, uh, speaking of the weekend, actually, uh, this weekend, the clocks jump
1: forward. They do.
0: For the second last time ever. Uh,
1: Now, has this been decided? Has it? Yes, uh, they've been talking about it for the last, uh, whatever.
0: But the EU has announced that, uh, yes, they've taken a vote on it and it was 330 to 250 votes or something, whatever. Uh, Where essentially across the EU... uh, of course, Europe, they're getting rid of changing the clocks from summertime to wintertime. And they're just going to put it forward to summertime in the spring of 2021 and leave it there. So we're just going to have time. So we're just going to have time. All right. Uh, And uh, many, many countries in the world just do that. They don't do this forward and backing and all that kind of stuff, which is very confusing. However... Now that we have just had continuity and we're all just going to be stuck on the same time, there is one notable exception who will continue to
1: flip back and forth. You'll never guess who it is. Oh, would it be our friends in our nearest market?
0: Ding, 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 the
1: United (laughs) Kingdom. That is
0: going to be a nightmare around the border.
1: And it's going to be really annoying, yeah.
0: Now, it, 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 they'll get used to it because it happens elsewhere in the world. Um, it's like if you live in Brisbane and you travel down to, oh, say Byron Bay or something like that, it's like it's an hour's drive, maybe two hours' drive. There's a time zone of, a difference between that. Right. Between the two. They'll figure it out between Ireland and Northern Ireland, but it's just... Oh, but it's, anyway... That's uh, only an aside to the other big news of the week with the EU. Now, this is quite confusing, so I don't want to get into the details of this, but just give us the headline so maybe we can get the gist of what the EU have done this week.
1: OK, this week the EU passed their copyright directive, which isn't law yet. This has to go for a vote uh, in the um, uh, European Union uh, on the on April 9th, but basically... Um, there are two provisions involved in the Copyright Directive. There's Article 11 and Article 13. These are the two things that we are particularly interested in. So, um, uh, and effectively, we have had content creators and lobbyists on one side and digital rights activists and the tech companies on the other. And effectively, there are two uh, major issues that have been our bugbears for years that are being addressed, right? Uh, okay, Article 13 is finally saying, all you user-generated content websites, guess what? You're not platforms. You're publishers. You're responsible for what goes up on your site. So YouTube, Facebook, Google News, you are now responsible for what goes up on your platform. So if it happens to be footage of somebody engaged in a mass shooting, guess what? That's your problem. Uh, You know, forget, you know, just internal policies. This is legally your problem. There are, you know, serious financial penalties coming down the road. Um, nice, I'm in favour of that, uh, I have to say. And Article 11, which is slightly more contentious, um, and it comes down to what is being called a link tax. And this is particularly going to affect services like Google News that rely on uh, reposting links and snippets of data. So this, this was sort of something that had come up years ago. People were talking about a link tax and that could links generated automatically be treated as intellectual property? And that was one of the arguments uh, against um, Article 11. And I think there's definitely a certain validity to it. But basically what this is looking to shut down is the way something will be picked up by Google News. You will do a a search on Google News and you will get uh, the headline and you'll get a snippet and, you know, click through to the link. Now, Google is making money off this. Therefore, uh, Europe has sort of gone, well, hang on, you're making money off this. Uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta look after the creators as well. So that's, um, that's what's gonna happen there. And if, uh, there was, um, a crowd, oh, I forget who it was, uh, generated, um, a sample page of what Google News will look like, uh, if you want to see, you know, post directive, um, what Google News, uh, results will return. And it's basically like a bunch of empty boxes with, you know, a couple of entries for outlets that actually, you know, uh, are either outside the catchment or are agreeing to work with Google uh, in this way. So, p- possibly a little bit of alarmism going on. But uh, what I like is that this really throws the onus um, of protection really at the feet of very wealthy companies. Very wealthy companies to protect their users better. And um, so, for that reason, I am. Um, all over this Uh, now as somebody that has worked with a lot of content creators uh, over the years and I'm talking about people that worked in the music industry um, what is your take on it
0: I am not going to give a take on this because if we start talking about this we will still be on the air when next week's programme starts (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so i think it might be best not to do that um I, I i'm neither for nor against because i don't fully understand it i can see um arguments uh on both sides that are both valid and i can also see weaknesses on both sides and i know it's very contentious so uh i, I the only thing i will say is that uh google or sorry the, the eu introduced all of these regulations where you had to accept cookies and even though it only applies in the EU, it has had a global effect. And I think that these copyright changes that they have brought into force will also have a global effect. Um, so I think that's just interesting in itself. But uh, other than that, as I say, I won't talk about it because uh, not do we, we certainly don't have time because we've got 60 seconds left. <laughs> so there you go. So listen, uh, that, that is it for the uh, show this week. No, thank you very much, as always. Remember, uh, we do have the lowdown on all things that are happening online for you, as well as tech in Ireland all the time with early updates, news, daily newsletters and more, which you can grab at techcentral.ie. And of course, you can listen to us every single week or online or Fridays on DAB Digital Radio with RTE Radio 1 Extra. On next weekend, uh, from myself to students, and Kitson at Tech Central HQ, thanks so much for listening as always and have a great weekend.